This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Real Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage. In this way, we speak to women of influence and leadership. We talk about wellness. So the global health and wellness food industry has seen a boom in recent years with analysts projecting CAGR growth of 49 to 9.2% from 2020 to 2027. Players in the food industry are taking note and many innovative entrepreneurs especially are finding specific niches for growth and new revenue streams. In the case of Amazing Grace, the story began with three young women that came together because they believe that food should be life-giving and empowering. They began in their home kitchen and the mission was simple to change the way we snack. I'm here with one of the co-founders, Amy Zhang. Good morning. Good morning, Frida. So good to speak to you again. Right. Amazing. We've, we've spoken to you for like six years. Right. And so, yes, yes, I was just, you know, tracking our history. And so you've been around for seven years, right? So I guess my question is, yes. has it been seven years already or should I say only seven years? But you've done amazing things uh, in the last pun intended, <laughs> in the last seven years, right? Now, I just want to start off maybe on a different note because I know you've gone on a very interesting trajectory, but looking back in the seven years that you've been around, is there one thing you guys wish you didn't do or maybe many things you, 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 you wish you didn't do? Um, I think plenty. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, actually in the in the topic of expansion, mm. um, we've learned a lot of hard lessons along the way. Uh, you you know, as a young brand and as, you know, a group of entrepreneurial uh, uh, people, especially young women, uh, you know, we got really excited about expanding. And so I think even going to markets like Hong Kong was extremely yeah. expensive. Mm. Um, and, and if we were to do what ourselves and we go on the ground, remember carrying, you know, full luggage for products and walking up the hilly hills of Hong Kong and trying to like do business development. Right. Um, and, and that wasn't sustainable, I think. So I think maybe we should have probably concentrated focused a lot more in Malaysia mm. and then Singapore in our early years as opposed to try to expand too quickly when we when we were still a startup. Right, right. Okay, so very interesting. And and of course now with, uh, I know you've got interesting inroads into China. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Now, of course, a couple of years ago, you took part in the Alliance Bank Bismarck Challenge as well, right? How did that help change your business too? Yeah, I, I think there were so many parts of it that was empowering. I think one was it really got our name into, you know, the, the, the SME world or the business world. You know, at least there was a lot of, we competed in the competition. But as a result of that, we met a lot of other business people, a lot of other startups and SMEs. And, you know, um, Alliance Bank definitely gave us a lot of exposure in the mm. banking world as well. And so, yeah, it, you know, now we when we speak to people, I think people are always like, yeah, I've heard of your name. I don't know from mm. where, but I've heard of your name. <laughs> um, and that's always helpful as you're growing the business, of course. Right. It, it helps that it sounds like a similar song. But anyway, <laughs> you also, yeah. uh, you so you're talking about how you opened in Singapore and Hong Kong a few years ago, right? How are the markets different and similar, I guess, in these markets? If you're just comparing Singapore, Hong Kong and Malaysia. Right. Um, you think Malaysia and Singapore, for example, are very similar, mm. um, but they're not. Mm. And we just done analysis like yesterday going how do the, 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 the people receive our ads about protein blend, right? Mm. So, you know, in Singapore, the, the consumers are a lot more concerned about, you know, everything being very low in sugar and everything having probiotics. And in Malaysia, the same product, people really are receptive to plant protein, right? Mm. They're, they're, not, they, they're not as engaged by the low sugar and the probiotics. Mm. USP. 
Mm. Um, and so it's like, wow, there's actually people care about different things. Mm. Um, and I think in Hong Kong, you've got, you know, Hong Kong's fairly, very interesting, very difficult to tap in as a market. It's just it's segmented. You've got Chinese speaking Hong Kongese, you've mm. got English speaking Hong Kongese, you've got expats, you've got, you know, so many different segments. And so trying to uh, determine who you want to target mm. is difficult. And I think that's, that's the challenging thing about Hong Kong. But overall, I think these three markets are similar in that the consumers are really young and excited and they're really opening up to the concept of eating well and living well. And, you know, so, so I really think we're at a super exciting point in, in this industry. Mm, okay. Now, I know also as well that you increased your operational capacity on a major scale a few years back, right? Uh, the, that made a difference. Uh, you know, tell me about that. And, you know, obviously uh, it was a case of expected supply or really there was a great demand, you know, for what you guys have to offer? Yeah, we've been um, changing, uh, increasing our supply every every two years on average, right? Mm. So this basically means every two years we have to pack up and move right. um, to, a, <laughs> to, a, to a bigger factory and, and that, that has caused a lot of people losing their hairs. But mm. um, it, it's been a really wonderful journey. I think we've always felt like there was a demand, the demand is, is greater than supply in our case. And, you know, being a business, that's a really great problem to have. And so we're, we're really trying to catch up mm. and to, to the growing demand out there. Um, now, of course, we have to do it carefully. We can't just, you know, flood the market with products because you really have to ensure quality and right. you're meeting the standards that consumers really want. So it's a very careful approach, actually. Mm. Uh, I, I was walking in uh, D7 in Sentul and my friend said, this is where Amazing Grace started. <laughs> the little, yeah. the little oh, corner God, lot. Memory. <laughs> no, and, and I was just about to say, we are actually looking to uh, reinstate some of, not maybe, maybe not in Sentul, but having that kind of uh, baking in front of consumers concept right. again, because that's actually a really important component of what we offer and what people know us for. Right. So it's just the, the, the visual element. Of course, there's, you know, the, the production and operations happens in the background, but like people still sort of like need to touch and feel and still sort of connect with the brand uh, on a visual level. I, I absolutely think so. Yeah. Right. It's all about experience. Mm. Okay. Now, how have the three partners managed to keep things going the last seven years? Yeah. So, you know, we've definitely had a number of changes even mm. in our internal mm. leadership team. Um, currently, we are a team of more, we're nearly hitting 300 people mm. uh, from a team that just started with three ladies and, you know, working in our home kitchen um, like most. I guess SMEs that starts with food. You know, you start you start in your home kitchen, right. um, and I think with nearly three hundred people, we're kind of like, um, you know, it's really it's really professionalized. We've got managers and leadership across all different levels, mm. and so it's really just not the three of us anymore. In fact, we need to play a, a, a much smaller role and let other people shine. Right. So one of the major initiatives um, going forward is how do we combine the existing startup entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. with industry experience coming from external side mm-hmm. and then that can create this synergy which will really power up the business. Right. So that's three to 300. Wow, that's uh, that's major in, uh, in seven years, right? Um, and you know, when we talk about the the pandemic, right, and of course you increasing your operational capacity and all that, but even just during the whole pandemic, right, which is still ongoing, were there any panic moments when it first hit us? 
Oh, definitely. Uh, I think we, we lost a lot of sleep. I mean, as a, as a young business, we've never seen something like this. Mm. You know, like suddenly the government is saying there's a shutdown. There's a lot of business don't like uncertainty. You know, that's a big thing businesses try to mitigate, mm. um, which is uncertainty. And so we had no idea whether we could still function, um, you know, how are people going to feel and, and it, it, are people still going to be buying healthy products. Um, but I think very quickly we saw that there was, you know, there was a huge uplift um, in people's demand for health food because mm. the whole pandemic really hit home right. the message that your health is everything, your health is wealth. Mm. You know, even right. as, we're, um, as we're finishing Chinese New Year, like there's no greater wealth in your life than your state of your health. Mm. Okay. You know, like since are you still, you know, largely in granola or are you, you know, coming up with new products? Yeah, we, I mean, the vision from the beginning, even though I, I haven't, I guess, communicated it very well, is it's all around um, providing for the consumer's life. Style, right. Mm. It's not just their mornings. It's, you know, whenever they're walking around and Frida in your own life as you're going, you know, from workouts to workouts to home to work to uh, social life, you know, you probably find you have all these needs mm. um, for healthier products or, um, you know, it could be through your cooking. It could be through your breakfast. It could be your snacks um, and, and even, you know, the life of your family. Mm. And so for us, we've always thought about that individual as mm. the um, center of what we're trying to provide for. Right. Um, so, so the granola was just the beginning of mm. us saying, okay, well, how do we provide a better breakfast? And then we moved into snacks and now we're looking at hot, hot food and meal right. replacements and personalized nutrition and even kids. Right. Okay, so it's really evolved uh, since seven years ago. Now, we're going to talk about your foray into China in just a moment. I'm here with Amy Zhang from Amazing Grace. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Brewing frothy mocha. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. Morning. This is Frida Liu. If you've just joined us, of course, this is her vantage where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Uh, I'm here with Amy Zeng. I haven't spoken to her in a while. Of course, Amy is from Amazing Grace and they have, you know, done a lot in the last seven years. Malaysia, Singapore, Hong Kong, and of course, now into China. Now, we, we I want to talk a little bit about distribution, right? And and this is, uh, you know, when we talk about granola, people, you know, which is what you started with, right? And, and can anybody make granola? Right? How you know? What would you say would be your trade secret in a, in a way? Right? Would it be the distribution of your products? Because apart from the fact that you're Singapore, Hong Kong, you know your distribution from you know supermarkets to the high bulk store, and of course now going to other countries also about distribution. Would you say that that would be a, a, a not a trade secret, but one of the the winning uh, formulas? I absolutely think so. Uh, I think you can, you know, you can have a great product, mm. which is absolutely pivotal because if your product isn't isn't great, you know, you can't. Even if you have wide distribution, people probably wouldn't buy it again. Mm. Um, but for us, we knew we had a great product. That the taste was awesome, the nutrition was great, um, the flavors was 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 on spot. But it wouldn't have mattered if nobody can buy it, right? Um, if nobody can see it. Mm. And, 
And so that was our biggest scaling up challenge to make sure that, you know, our target market can get it whenever they want. Mm, Okay. So tell me about your foray into China. When you strike it in China, you really strike it in China. But tell us the story. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's still very, very early stages. Um, we, we've been looking at China for years now. We've never kind of found the right, uh, you know, platform. And I think with Timor Global, um, we found something that allowed us to quickly, you know, rapidly access the market without having to go through the traditional channels like found a distributor, register your products, and that can take a long time. Um, and it can also be very costly for a company. And so it was really a perfect uh, spot where we can go, okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's relatively inexpensive. We can get into the Chinese market uh, quickly and we can control our marketing and our language and work with um, a partner. So we do have a partner in China that's, you know, an agency that's helping us do the daily campaigns and monitoring. But really, like, they, they've helped us to um, brand Amazing Grace the way that we want to be branded. Right. Uh, which is really, really important because if you work through a distributor, if you work through a local agent there, uh, you're not going to have it, much control of that. Right. So you want to say China is the first export market, right? Because you've gone to Singapore and Hong Kong or, or do you view it differently? Um, it's one. It's it's probably the second largest mm. market after Singapore, which which isn't a large market, but uh, you know that we're actually wanting to do it ourselves. Right. So there's a there's a difference between for most FMCG companies like us, they will appoint distributors in in new markets, and and the distributors will do most of the work. Um, and but for us, we we started off in Malaysia, and then we went into Singapore, and it's all all through our own team. So we set up our own distribution team, mm. uh, you know, and, and knocked on the doors of all the retail on the corporates, on the hotels, on the SMEs. Um, and, and with all the new markets that we've been going to so far, like Korea, Taiwan, Brunei, Maldives, the Philippines, um, we have a distributor there. Right. With okay. China this time, we're going in there ourselves. Mm. So we, we have an appointed distributor. We're like, this is an important enough market for us, a big enough and an exciting enough market for us to give it a go ourselves. Mm, okay, so would uh, what about in terms of the products? Did you have to sort of change the products to suit the tastes in China? Uh, so far, luckily, no, because I think our flavors are pretty Asian friendly, and I okay. think we created them for the Asian palate. So flavorful and 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 exciting, and and a lot of different varieties. Mm. Um, with the Chinese market, we do see that they have probably certain preferences mm. for our. Uh, certain flavors of ours as opposed to like others. So, for example, cinnamon is not a popular flavor in China. They like the more blueberry, the fruity uh, flavors, um, and, and you know, so so there is preference right. for certain flavors, but we didn't need to change our products. Right, okay. So there, there, you already have enough of a variety, so you'll notice that certain countries like certain sorts and you know, that sort of thing. Just make more of those for, 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 for China, I guess, right? And, you know, so what, what were some of the, you, I know you participated in the first Tmall Global eleven uh, eleven Global Shopping Festival. What happened there? Yeah, so we entered. Uh, so we worked with Tmall Global since mm, September last year. So eleven mm-hmm. eleven was still like our first ever, uh, you know, exposure to this huge festival that originated from China, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, so we really geared up. We've sent a couple of like 40 foot containers of products to China. And by the way, that's really, really never happened for a new market. Like every single market, it was just very small quantities. But for China, we were already sending, uh, you know, fully packed containers of products to China just to gear up for, for, for the big festivals. Right. Um, yeah. So we worked really closely with our agent and who appointed a lot of live streaming. I think, um, you know, people mm. in Malaysia probably, you know, we've, we've seen live streaming, but the scale of live right. streaming in China is completely different. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'll just use a, 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 a comparison. Like right. one, um, two, one to two hour live stream, we could sell more granola than we could in Malaysia for the whole month. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> were you expecting that or were you like, oh, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a good surprise, but were you expecting those numbers? You know, you always hear these numbers from China, but you never quite believed it until it happened to you. Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I was like, well, you know, I'd always didn't, I was like, why would anyone, you know, buy things over live stream? And it's like, no, this has actually been the the biggest um, game changer for us on right. more global, which is working with live streamers. Um, so, so you know, and, and I've heard stats from people before that, mm. you know, generally China is about three to five years in, in, in mm. advance right. to the e-commerce and the online scene in Mal- Malaysia or in um, Southeast Asia. And so, you know, everything there is, uh, you know, more sophisticated mm. on a bigger scale. They've thought about all these different mechanisms to engage consumers, to get Get your products out there, and there's just a lot more competition as well. So, it as much as it is a bigger market, it is also you have to do better. Right, <laughs> you right. You can't just be average. Right, you have to stand out, and it is it is going to be harder. And obviously, you have to change the the product packaging information to suit China. Um, not with Timor Global, so that, mm. that's why we were able to do that very quickly because right. it's Timor Global is a um, B 2 C platform for cross border products. Mm. Uh, so there's all these brands who are not even found in China. You, you can't buy their products locally in China, but you can get it on Timor Global. So that's why it's an accelerated, uh, you know, step. And that, I think a lot of brands do it because they think that's the, you know, stepping stone to potentially getting their products into China. Mm, okay. So uh, if Amy, if I can't, if I, if I'm not mistaken, your your parents are from China. Yes, they 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 Shanghainese. I was born in Shanghai myself. Right. So in a way, it's going home. It, it really is. It really is. And, and, you know, and it's exciting for me from a personal level because I've always thought about um, how do we how do we make Chinese diet more healthy? You know, mm. I mean, it's not, you know, I grew up eating a lot of like, you know, fried donut for breakfast. Yes. And it's just a lot of fried food and, don't, and, and carby food. And I was like, I think it's a, it's, a t- it's a good time for people to have greater exposure to, to a better diet. So this has been a personal journey as well as a professional one. Right. OK. And I guess... Uh, uh, are you planning to enter the the European uh, US market? And you know, if yes, what what platforms would you use? Yeah, so we've actually um, started going to Amazon in the US, mm. uh, and and you know that's our way of testing the US market. Uh, I think we are we are still excited about the North American market, but 
we really need to figure out logistics. And that's what you probably mm. heard from a lot of business people about how the cost of logistics has gone up by 5 to 10x right. over the last you know, uh, year alone. So we really have to figure that one out. Um, so I think strategically from the vantage point of being a Malaysian you know, brand, um, it is much easier for us to go into China because of the distance mm-hmm. um, and accessibility than for us to go all the way to Europe or North America. Right. Um, so yeah, so it, it's it's just from a strategic point of view that you know you've got a great market. It's close. It's cheaper to get there, and they're really open to new products. Why wouldn't you focus there? Right. Okay. Uh, and I guess you know, final question: the 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 plans for the rest of twenty twenty two. Oh, so many plans. Um, so we're trying to, one is we're trying to automate some of our processes, you know, as much as we love um, how we used to bake our granolas and nut mixes and make nut butters, it is getting very, very manual. Um, so the team is excited about automating some, process, uh, some processes, but still maintaining the quality. Um, we've just released our protein blend. And so we're trying mm. to get people to really, um, you know, eat a lot more plant-based food, eat a lot more products that, you know, macronutrients that can empower their lives. Um, so the direction is really to, uh, you know, come up with a lot more personalized nutrition for people and exciting new products that people can, um, yeah, can can really uh, snack on throughout the day and provide for their family. Right. And I'm looking forward to more exciting uh, stories coming up from you. I've been speaking to Amy Zeng from Amazing Grace. You've been listening to Her Vantage and Enterprise, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.